Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. This week, Bobby, this particular location on Urban Spelunking takes me right back, second grade, um, a special presentation at recess. Um, I, the firefighters were there. Uh, at least the teacher was there doing a very serious course on fire safety. And this was so we could get ready to go to a place in West Dallas called the Survive Alive House. Yes. This is a, a fire education a center for kids with like a, a bedroom and like simulated smoke. And it's it's meant to be this fire education place for kids, a physical place that people have been going for now 30 years in West Dallas and in Milwaukee. Yeah, so the West Dallas one was first. And then uh, in Milwaukee, there was, a dem- there was a push to have another one built. So one was opened in Milwaukee in 1992. You, having grown up in West Dallas, went to the West Dallas one. But the yes. story is focused mostly on the Milwaukee one. This took me right back. I, I, I remember so vividly going to the Survive Alive house in West Dallas as a kid. And... You know, it was a it was a serious field trip because this was, I mean, it was of course a field trip, which was exciting when you were a kid. But those like the memories of going there are, are like are just pl- like imprinted, you know? That's amazing. And you look at the pictures in the in the article that I wrote for on Milwaukee and yes. nobody smile like the teachers are not smiling. Like I'm sure it wasn't meant to be a grind, but it was meant to be like serious. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean and it was life so, and death. Right. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to survive alive. That was the goal. And that was the not only survive, <laughs> but survive alive. Survive alive, alive yeah. yes. So inside they've got this like model bedroom, right? And there's two of them mm-hmm. and you can go in there and you run this drill. The kids go in and have to, um, I guess like lay down in the bed, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And you will know this better than me. I've written about it, but you lived it. Yeah. I want to say that definitively because I, I, I don't remember laying down on the bed, but I remember feeling the door with the back of my hand. And right, and, and they, they could set up different scenarios from like a little control center yes. between the two bedrooms so that, as you were saying, you were telling me earlier that sometimes like if you were in there, the door would get hot so you'd be expected to go out the window, but sometimes you'd go and the window would be sort of engulfed. In yeah, it like blocked somehow, yeah. And then, so then you'd be expected to choose the door, right? I mean, these were supposed to teach you how to react in different fire related situations. But the best part is when you when you escape, you had to run to this big payphone <laughs> and it looked just like a payphone that you yeah. saw all over the place in the and 80s. An oversized novelty payphone. <laughs> yes, and and call the fire in and, and save the day and you got to be the hero at the end. Well, I can't speak to the West Dallas one, but the, the Milwaukee one on South 20th Street, they have replaced the payphone with an oversized novelty cell phone because that is what children know today, right? If Probably you, a smart if you move, say go yeah. to the payphone, they're going to be like, what? I, I don't have a quarter. What? <laughs> so I, I know a lot of people have been to the Survival Live House as kids. Your kids have been to it, right? They have. And it was one of the only field trips I didn't go on. And I, so I regret it because I, <laughs> right. I would love to go there. I did yes. not get to go there for the story because they're virtual at the moment. Yeah, still the program is still going on, yep. but virtually. Um, but this, I mean, the photos in here just took me right back to uh, 1992 <laughs> at the Survival Live House. Little and six year seven year old uh, Nate was was so, reawakened. So if you uh, if you've got kids that have been to the Survival Live House, they've been they've, they've been at it for 30 years uh, yeah. this year actually, which Amazing, is a pretty. Right? You think about the the thousands and thousands of kids and families that have come through there over the years. Um, and hopefully, it's had a, a big impact, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, these thousands of kids now went home. 
and would know what to do if, God forbid, there was a fire in their house. I suppose we should give a good tip that you want to feel the door with the back of the hand. Yes. Make sure it's not hot before you proceed. Right. And you want to roll out of bed, crawl on the floor. Right, because you want you want to be below the smoke, which rises, right? Yeah. I mean, this is, I remember step by step. And the strobe lights, oh, it was it was scary but adventurous, right? Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's a good field trip. <laughs> in our extended conversation at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcast, we talk about how this got started in Milwaukee. Um, the other Survival Live houses, because there are they brought in architects that had designed other Survival Live houses mm-hmm. in other parts. We talk about that, plus the mobile unit. That's coming up in our extended conversation next. It's the most charitable time of year, and we have a way for you to give a gift to Radio Milwaukee and yourself. Donate your unwanted car, truck, motorcycle, or boat, and let us take it off your hands. Your gift will support the music and stories you enjoy every day, and it may even qualify you for a tax deduction. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to schedule your free donation pickup today. All right. We're back. We are back, so... (laughs) I've never gotten to say that before. And we are back, and so let's just start, like... At the very beginning, and dates here. So this was founded in. Uh, so the West Allis one was first. West Allis yes. West Milwaukee School District built one in uh, started in 1985. They got the funding. Mm-hmm. It opened at the beginning of 1987 in the Fair. Is that Fairview? Yeah, Fairview. In the Fairview playground, there's a, a community center there. It opened within the community center. And this is on like 68th and 68th and, and Hayes between yeah. Hayes and Arthur. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you like that? That's good geography. Yeah, it's very good. Very impressed. It's um, off the dome. It's not like I just looked at a map. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was there first, uh, and they had gotten the idea from other cities had had them, and uh, the fire department there uh, had the idea to do one, and they managed to get the funding, and um, it was a success. Immediately um, seen as a successful project, state legislatures said they'd love to see them in other cities. Um, and then in Milwaukee, there had been a lot of uh, tragic fires um, that took the lives of children. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty big problem in Milwaukee. We were Very actually um, doing way worse in this area than other cities, and right. uh, which you know we're talking literal life and death here for kids, especially. It's, it's something that the government wanted to address. The fire the you know the the fire department wanted to address, mm-hmm. and this was a serious thing that the community got behind. Yeah, yeah. So the the Mayors, it sort of straddled, I think, the end of Henry Meyer's era and the beginning of John Norquist's. Um, but the mayors were, were behind it. They put together a task force. There was, you know, the school district was involved. The, fi- the fire department was involved. There's an architectural team involved. Um, just all kinds of people that could make this thing happen. Um, and they raised funds to build a Milwaukee one, which opened in 1992, 30 years ago. And remind us again, how does this work for visiting students? based on descriptions, because I haven't been inside either one of them, I think they're both the same sort of style, which I guess is probably the style that is at these, in most of them, because it seemed like everybody was sort of following an existing example where you had the two separate bedrooms, control center in the middle with a person who could control two different scenarios, you know, so that way you could have multiple going on at once. Um, I think two kids in each room probably, um, different scenarios, and then, but before that, as you said in the first part, there would they would come out to the school and give you sort of the you get a the lesson. Survival Live House concept gets its name from its function. It is designed to teach children how to escape from a house fire alive. 
This video program looks at one such program already in use by the West Dallas, West Milwaukee Fire Departments. Before the children ever arrive at the Survive Alive house, they go through five yeah, individual so like you got there, sessions. you would know what to do. Yeah, you got the basics of fire safety. The Stop, drop, and roll. Yeah, I, we, and we literally stopped, dropped, and rolled. Stopped, dropped, and rolled. The teacher, you know, this was, uh, I think, like an hour and a half, you said in the story, that a, a typical session would be. So this was a special thing in the afternoon. You know, it was something... Mm -hmm. You know, that was kind of a big deal. You think about how, how uh, slow time passes when you're a kid and an hour and a half learning right. about fire safety before you even get to the survival house. Then you get to the survival yeah. house, right. So, I mean, that's a pretty big investment in time. So it was obviously seen as an important thing for, for kids. And in Milwaukee, as we said, it was definitely an important thing. So the Survive Alive House turns 30 this year, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, just trying to estimate the, the number of students and the impact that, that it's had. I, I don't know if they have, like, a total number of students um, on their site or something, but, you know, it, it really was educational and life life and death for, for the city and for, for these kids that visited. So not an overstatement to say that lives were saved thanks to this thanks to this program and the Survive Alive House. Absolutely. There were, I mean, there were, like, tens of thousands of kids going every year for this thing for wow. 30 years. In 2019, yeah. they did, they have every um, second grader and fifth grader in MPS goes, you know, would go there. And I think they said they had five, about 5,000 second graders and about 5,000 fifth graders, so 10,000 kids. Every year? Yeah, so even wow. if you think, even if you say, okay, conservatively, 10,000 kids a year times 30 years, that's a lot of kids, right? I mean, taking this knowledge home, hopefully sharing it with other kids, but if even if not, knowing... In having it in their brain, like you said, it was the kind of experience that, I hate to say it, it burned itself into <laughs> memory. But you know what I'm saying? Like it, it really just kind of, yeah, sticks with it you. was in there. And even mm -hmm. if you weren't thinking about it, when you found yourself in that situation, if should that happen, it's up there. right? Yeah. So hopefully it, it did help. And you pass it on to your kids. And then when they go to the Survive Alive house, you can have that conversation and make the little uh, the little map of your house and your escape plan. I, right. I remember the whole thing. It's we like have, all coming back to me. I know, and I've <laughs> talked to my kids about that. Yeah, you know, of course. Like, what yeah. do you do if this happens? You gotta. You know. So what are they doing now? Of course, they you know had to close down the the in-person in part of this during the pandemic, but they're still very much active and doing a virtual model? They are doing a virtual model, um, and that's reaching slightly less kids in the meantime. Um so for 21, 22 school year, they're still doing all fifth and second grade students, but they're doing it virtually for now. Hopefully as things, as this pandemic winds down or whatever is happening with it, they'll be able to reopen and have kids come in. Cause I think that as great as it is to do the virtual and to talk to kids about it, probably having that experience and you could speak to this mm -hmm. and having that actual experience of that moment of like how to react in a moment of panic that's probably invaluable, right? Yeah. How did that get started and um, where did it go? Um, the mobile unit has been around, I think, nearly as long. I mean, it's, it started definitely within the first decade of the program. Um, and I think that actually goes out to schools and, and does sort of a hybrid probably mix of um, sort of talking at kids, mm -hmm. but also showing them probably stop drops, stops, drops and rolls yes. and that sort of thing. <laughs> This reminds me of the the crunchy the garbage truck story we did the, yeah. this kind of education series. Does this tie back to that Milwaukee recreation? Yeah, I've been doing a bunch of stories on on his, on the uh, moments in in uh, Milwaukee recreation history from the early '80s forward. So 
So yeah, these are more of these. We did the the Brinton Center, didn't we? Yep, Beulah that Brinton Center. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. We so did the crunchy. Be a few more, probably. Yeah. These are so fun, and yeah, take they just take you right back. And of course, you know, we, we always talk about the photos that are in the stories, but in this one in particular, this one has great photos. Yeah, because yeah. you can see the control room. You can see the the actual. You, these look like scanned. They had to have been like scanned film photos from. Yeah, some the of them 90s, are definitely right? like yeah. yeah '90s photos because you can tell from the color and the mustaches and the mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> so check out the photos. We've got a link in the box right on the description of this episode. We didn't mention the video. Oh, there's a video. There is a video embedded in the story on Milwaukee um, from a while back. And because we know it's more while back because the kids are actually dialing the payphone. Oh, yes. Podcast here in 88.9 produced by Kenny Perez. We've got a lot of podcasts on our podcast page. This Bites, our Milwaukee food podcast. Cinebuds focused on film and of course, Urban Spelunking, you're listening to now. And Tapped In, focused on music coming into and going out of the city. You can find them all at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. And please do subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. And next week, Bobby, we've got another another episode that takes us back downtown, uh, or Walker's Point, right? Walker's Point. Yeah, yeah Walker's Point go. for the Zizzo Group. Yeah, the Zizzo Group bought uh, an 1866 building, and they're going to uh, renovate it into their offices as well as some retail space. Very cool. And there's um, this building had a lot of history. Uh, uh, we're not going to get to all of it. Yeah, you can't even get it get it into the whole episode. <laughs> but we're going to get into that next week. It's coming up next Tuesday, right here from Urban Spelunking. <laughs>